Many are getting rich. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. In the name of Jesus Christ, let my life become a living testament of what your Word is able to do. So thank you, Father, that you are with me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Take tonight that you will speak to me and I will hear you and my life will never be the same again. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you believe in Shadow, we give him a glory of the Lord. Oh, I wish I would have given him a glory of the Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Can you take your seat in the presence of the Lord? And today I just want to share with you on the subject. You see, you people have disturbed me with my briefly, so now I don't say I don't say briefly anymore. Amen and amen. But today, let me attempt to say briefly. I want to share with you on the subject provoking the goodness through the lifestyle of faith. Part two, provoking the goodness of God, provoking the goodness of God through the lifestyle of faith. Part number two. And it is part two because on Sunday I started sharing with you on this subject. And in the scripture that we have been looking at throughout most of this month, Romans chapter 11, the verse number two, we encounter two very uh, powerful components of God which are the expressions of himself to humanity. Hallelujah. When God is relating with us, he relates with us through manifestations of himself. Jesus said that no one has at any point in time seen God. Do you understand me? So nobody has seen God in his fullness. Nobody has seen God in his totality. So there's no single individual on the face of the earth who can meet God in the marketplace and say that, oh, this is God. This is God. No. So God is invisible. Jesus said that for God is a spirit. Romans chapter number 4, verse 24, and verse 23 and 24. And he said, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So how do we get to know this God whom we cannot see and we, can, we cannot see and we cannot perceive with our senses? How can we relate with this God? What is God to you? Who is God to you? Whenever you are talking about God, what picture or perspective do you have of who God is? And that is, and that is why God reveals himself to us. Because without the revelation of himself to humanity, man cannot know God. Man cannot know God. So in Romans chapter 11 verse 22, he shows us in a summary who he is 
in, especially in his relation to men. So he says that consider or look therefore at the goodness and the speciality of God. So immediately he divides the character of God into two words, goodness and severity. There another verse I think the NIV says that the kindness and the tenderness of God. So God is kind and God is also tender. God is good and God is also severe. Are you understanding it? And who God is? When we say God is just a things open, the evidence of things becomes a lifestyle. Now you are open from time to time. Like we say, I have faith for this car, I have faith for this miracle. So trust now has the faith that you are espousing has become a lifestyle. May God grant somebody that understanding to be able to function him as a lifestyle in the name of Jesus Christ. So God is a good God. Let me just quickly move from there. He's a good God. And so he wants to experience his goodness. But as I study the Bible, I realize that his goodness in manifestation must be provoked. To provoke means to activate, it means to stir up, it means to engage, it means to, to cause to manifest. So you can know God as a good God, but never experience Him as a good God. Are we together? If God could be supernatural, yes, He is supernatural, but you may never have supernatural experiences in your life. That is why he comes to church and he realizes that some people never seem to be seeing the goodness of God. Most others are always coming back with testimony upon testimony upon testimony upon testimony. Testimony almost every day to the point that some people, some may even consider that as though they are, they are, they are offensive. I say, who you? If you are you understand me? And there is another person who cannot even see a single expression of the supernatural that we are talking about. People come to church and then pop, they are, they are healed. And then actually, I'm releasing my faith, but nothing is working. You understand me? That it is because of the revelation you have of God. The understanding of his persona, the understanding of his essence, the, the, the conceptualization of who God is, the essence of God, the, the truth of God, the, repre- the representation of God to you, the, the epignosis of God, the epignosis of God, the knowledge of God. You need to rise up to the point where we are functioning in the epignosis of God, the full knowledge of God. Glory to Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter number 1, the verse number 16. Ephesians 1, verse 16, 17, and the verse number 18. Can we see those scriptures quickly? It is telling us. It said, I just stopped giving thanks to, you, uh, to God for you, remembering you in my prayers. Keep it in the King James or New King James, right? Uh, he said, and I, and that the Lord, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. In the knowledge of Him. That word knowledge was a, a prognosis of Him. There is a certain knowledge of God that you need to have. When you lack that knowledge, it affects the, the way you work with Him. The manifestations of God, what your experience of Christianity is, can be hampered. Why? Because you are not functioning in that knowledge. And that knowledge is a product of a revelation. Read it. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. Without that revelation, you can never know God. 
Oh, you know about God. That doesn't mean I don't know about God. You know. May you escape. I saw the marriage and then the wedding night. The baby was coming and the guy entered the bed. It was a hotel. We had gone for the honeymoon in the hotel and we had booked the hotel with water beds. We had entered. I was in a holy prayer warrior like the man of God over here. He didn't touch anything. And so. Well, it's time to go to the washroom and I want to flesh in a face. I said, why are you? <laughs> why are you? Why is my wife? He knew about you, he didn't know. You know, he's a sign. Hallelujah. May you receive that significance of God. Let full knowledge of God. Glory to Jesus. And one of the things or one of the revelations we come to is that he's a good God. Not with his goodness. His goodness is expressed in his kindness, his grace, his mercies, his benevolence acts towards his children. So God can do great things for you. I was uh, watching a short uh, video from uh, the man of God, James Tavell, and James Tavell was talking about in this message what he was addressing was that we need to have a, a big, uh, a big vision. We need to trust God for great things. And he made reference to Deuteronomy chapter number eight, where God says in the promised land, there's nothing like scarcity. <laughs> there's nothing like scarceness of bread. Is this something that we can actually believe God can do for us? That if our promised land experience of God, God can bring us to a place where we can never say that we are hungry in a single day. Where we can never say that there's scarcity. Every day there's abundance. Every day there's abundance. Can we come to that realm of revelation? Because that realm of revelation is, it, it brings participation in the knowledge. And when I say participation in the knowledge, understand me, it means that what you know is what you experience. You are not getting it. So if you know God as a God who makes rich, you don't know just about it. It is what you know is what you experience. Meaning, you don't know him. Is it, uh, in the in book of Psalms, the psalmist made a statement. I think with some um, sixty something once, as God spoke in twice, have I had all power belongs to God. In some sixty verse eleven or something like that. He said, once has God spoken, and twice have I had a brother some uh, way back in the university made an interpretation of that scripture, which it really ministered to my heart. And he said, I see, God speaks only once, but we can hear more than once. And he said that the first time God speaks is what brings the knowledge of the revelation of God, of who God is and what God has made available unto us. And he said that the second hearing is from experience. It's from experience. There are many people who don't need the Bible to know that God is a good God. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? Because they can see it in their lives. They can see it. They never read the Bible. Romans chapter 62 verse 11. God has given one twice. I have heard uh, power belongs to God. You see, they can see that. You don't have to come and tell them that God is a good God. And in the quoting scriptures, uh, Romans chapter number 11 verse 22. Behold. No, 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 no. They, they only know him by experience. They sing God's salvation. They sing God's intervention. They sing God's healing. Even without knowing that scripture. 
And today we are hearing of God is not in the speaking, it is in the experience. So the two dimensions of hearing God is when God speaks to you and to when you experience what He has spoken to you. I pray that God brings these two together in manifestation in your life. Glory to Jesus Christ. So we've got to know God. Let me move on quickly to my subject because, uh, you know, that aspect of knowledge is so important to me. That uh, every now and then when I get there, I seem to get stuck over there. But for us to see the provocation or the experience of the goodness of God, we need to know what the scriptures have made available. And so I share with you about how we can provoke the expression of God's goodness in our lives through the fear of God. Last week, I elucidated on that so much, I, I, I explained it. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Now I'm looking at uh, uh, Michael, because I, I look at Michael has given me validation, elucidated, explained it. Amen. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, but then I also realize the experience of the goodness of God is also connected to faith. There is a direct connection between the experience of the goodness of God and believing in God. Psalm 27 verse number 13, he says, I would have despaired unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. On other things, I would have lost heart. On other things, she says, I would have given up unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So you see directly that a connection between him believing God and then his experience of the goodness of God. You are not convinced another scripture, Psalm 31, the verse number 19. He said, Oh, how great is thy goodness! Which thou hast laid up for those who fear you. So you see how prayer can provoke the goodness of God. Which you have prepared for those who do what? Tell me the word. Who do what? Those who what? Trust in you. Trust is an expression of faith. So it means that the goodness of God has been laid up, stored, reserved for those who can trust God. Even the scripture we just put a product in verse 5 and 6. It's very clear. Trust in the Lord and we direct your way. Where will he direct you to? He leads me inside the throne of the throne. He stores my soul. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. You see, when you are walking in the realm of trust, and you are walking in the realm of faith, you always let your steps arise to the place where there is a release of substance in your life. May God order somebody's steps arise. I said, may God order somebody's steps arise. But how is that power trusting the Lord? This is a missing link amongst many of God's children. The understanding of the message of faith, understanding what trusting in the law is, and how they are living their life in that expression. I pray that today I'll be able to bring somebody home to know how to live a life of peace. As that when he says that three eight to four, he says that thou shalt keep him in perfect peace last Sunday. I show I told you what perfect peace is. Shalom, shalom. Peace with well-being, peace with your welfare, peace with healing, peace with sustenance, peace with God bringing miracles, signs and wonders in your life. That is what he meant, perfect peace. He said, whose man is still on wife because that person trusts in you. He trusts in you, and then you see a connection between the goodness of God and faith. And faith, and not just faith, but faith as a lifestyle. Hebrews chapter 11, the verse number 6. Hebrews 11 verse number 6. What are you saying? Hebrews 11 verse 6. 
miracles are happening in heaven. What I say? Heaven will be a What I say? It is impossible to please God. Is it? But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Today, in Zoalex is moving too fast. Then I ask the question, and you'll be reading it for me, and they will be pretending as though they are quoting the thing. Without faith, it is what? Impossible. So, let's pass for people. Impossible comes. Ah, yeah. Ah, people brand, Francis. So, let's pass for people to that means God. Oh, Hallelujah. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is very difficult. It is impossible. It means that you can be going back and forth and you will not be pleasing God. Why? Because you are not functioning by faith. But then look at what he asked for that. He that comes to God must believe that what? Number one, he is. And number two, he is what? May God reward you. I realize, and this is a, one of the secrets behind some of the blessings, if you all the blessings have been experienced. But I realize that God pays for faith. Anything that paid by, God pays for it. Oh my God! God pays for anything that takes. If they say that I want this chair, even if this chair costs two thousand dollars, God will just pay for it because He is a rewarder of those that believe. If you can believe, oh dear, that word believe it means a steady original bit. It means a remunerator. It means that. Do you know that to believe is work? God is believing at work. If you believe God is at work. Look, the, the people of Israel, the Israelites came to Jesus. And Jesus said that it is not for the miracles that you are coming my way, but because of truth. And then he said that they asked him that what might we do that we might work the works of God. And he said that this is the work of God that you believe. <laughs> so, any time, that is what Obia, we tell you on the Sunday, that's why in the book of Hebrews, Paul said, let God to enter into his rest. And said, they that have believed, they have entered into his rest. So it means that let God to enter his rest, believe to enter his rest, believe and labor. God is at work. So, when you are having faith, grace works for you. But when you don't have faith, your own energy works for you. So believing in the eyes of God is you working, and what does he do? He pays for the work that you have done by believing. That is why it's good to come to church like this. Because what are we doing? We are teaching you word. Faith coming by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. What's on that phone? Genesis chapter number. Alright. This you are protocol, you're supposed to be keeping you guys over there. Romans 10 17. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Let's go and go more and more into the world. Everybody must read the Bible three times. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, there is a direct correlation between faith and the goodness of God. Miracles, signs, wonders, divine interventions, healing, supernatural provisions, God causing things to work for you supernaturally. It is directly connected. I told you, faith is a conveyor belt. For supernatural manifestations. Faith says that everything that you need, God has made it available. And where is it available? In the realm of the spirit. But Master, can we eat spiritual food? No. So it is that something must bring it from the realm of the spirit into the physical so that we can enjoy and consume. I always get that. And what 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 transfers our supplies in the spirit is the physical faith. 
It's a conveyor belt that transports things from the realm of the spirit into the physical. Glory to Jesus Christ. We have to not just have faith, but we must live by faith. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse number seven. The just shall live by faith. Romans chapter number one, verse number seventeen. Uh, 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 Habakkuk chapter two, verse number four. The just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter ten, verse number thirty-eight. The just shall live by faith. God wants us to live by faith. God wants us to live by faith. He wants us not to pray by faith, but to live by faith. And most Christians have, have relegated faith to prayer. But prayer is just a small aspect. Are we constantly praying? Is the whole life consistent of prayer? No, it means that to live by faith is beyond just prayer. It's talking about a lifestyle. A lifestyle. How you do your things should be by faith. If I sit down right now, should be by faith. You can't be serious thing like that should be by faith. Nah, nah, you are not smiling by faith. Uh, are you understanding? Everything should be on the promise and on the platform of faith. A lifestyle of faith. By that lifestyle, you are able to accept the goodness of God. And now, that lifestyle is expressed on three levels. Number one, agreement with the word of God. Number two, confessions of faith. And number three, the actions of faith. If you can master these three areas, your life will constantly be by faith. You will not need to wake up and ask yourself, do I believe or not? No, you don't believe or not. Did you ever see Jesus say, hey, do I have faith for this or not? No. He told them that take the lead. I want to go to the mountains to pray. And he knew that he, Jesus was praying around. He knew that there was only one boat that could transport them across the, across the, across the, 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 the sea. He knew there was only one boat. Yet he said, I take the lead, go. <laughs> he didn't say that go and wait for me. He said, I go. The man's mental process was all embedded in faith. When he walked to the, uh, the, 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 the seashore and there was no boat present, there was nothing that clicked in that hey, there's a problem. Nothing clicked in that there was a problem. <laughs> all he knew was that he was going to his destination. When he got there, there was no boat to sit and he started walking. <laughs> my God, my God. He said, well, I just moved from the sun onto the water and he was still walking. <laughs> when he started praying, he did not even see he was still walking because the destination was all that he saw. And faith made it possible. Faith made it possible. The man did not see. Oh, how can somebody know who's going to die and say that I'll, I'll resurrect on the table? Has it ever happened before? All the people who are resurrected in the Old Testament go and read their accounts and somebody needed to resurrect them. Even Lazarus in the New Testament, Jesus had to resurrect him. None of them ever confess that I, I am going to die and then I'll wake up again. Ah, somebody tried it in Ghana, up to now we, we, are, we are waiting for him to come back. <laughs> we are waiting for him to come back. You said, I will go and cry. <laughs> I know if you have power, whether you cry or we laugh to come back. But when Jesus said, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. Even after the soldiers at the entrance of the tomb, this Jesus Christ is unique. We saw the living God. Jesus Christ is a tomb of things. And Lord of Lord. Glory to Jesus Christ. So we need to look if it's a lifestyle, there are expressions to that lifestyle. It forms a culture. 
The first thing we need to understand about the expressions in the lifestyle of faith is that faith is agreement. Can two work together except they be agreed? Whenever we say we are Christians and we are walking by faith, what we are talking about is that, and what we actually mean is that we are living a life where we are in partnership with God. Where God is always in the picture. And he said that can two work together except they be agreed. You must get to the place, a realm, where you are in constant agreement with the word of God. Somebody wrote exam and the exam results, the person didn't get it is. Now the person said, I'm a failure. But God said in his way, you are the head and not the tail. So how can you get an F and you still see that you are still a success? It is only by agreement with the word of God and not agreement with the flesh. And not agreement with the flesh. How can you be sunk? I remember I shall share this testimony with you before. One man is a pastor now. When he used to work in a, an oil company and he went on leave for some weeks. Imagine uh, that he used to be a Muslim and he got born again through the ministry of uh, the man of God, Reverend Dr. Chris Oyakilomi, DLCDD. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Uh, and the man of God pulled him with a word of faith. He knew that he could never be disadvantaged. How can you have this? In your CV, all things work together for you. And then something bad will happen to you, and you say that something is Nothing bad will happen. All things work together for good. Why? Myself, a good God. So everything is good. I said everything is good. Everything good? Everything good? Everything work together for good. Malasakati, parosish, kalabang, radia. That is going to become your experience of the trail. So he went to the office for, he was just passing through the a few days to go back to, uh, to resume from his leave. And when he got there, somebody said, Ah, bro, Eka has been looking for you. Uh, thank God you are here today. And he said, Oh, I was a leave. He said, Oh, let's go to Eka. He went, they handed him a letter. Uh, he went, uh, he thought, uh, he didn't know what the content of the letter was. When he got to the corridor, he decided to open the envelope. And when he read the letter, he had been laid off. He had been sacked. He had been sacked. He went on leave and you are returning and they are sacked. He didn't open it. As soon as he saw the letter and that he had been, they had been relieved, he had relieved him of his duties, he shouted, Glory to God! I will promote Hey! Is this madness? It is faith. That's why somebody says the madness of faith. When you are functioning by faith, sometimes you do things people don't understand you. It doesn't make sense. He said, Glory, I've been promoted. He went to me, danced and celebrated and danced and celebrated. Two weeks down the line, he met an old son of this and said, Ah, brother, I've been looking for you. My father had just started an old company. He wants somebody to be the manager. And I had you in mind. And so I've been looking for your number and tell God I found you. Access was an ordinary letter. Now, he has become a manager. Faith. Two years down the line, the manager who starts thinking, in Nigeria, power changes hands. <laughs> when the new government comes, all the money now starts moving. Those companies that were doing can all of a sudden turn around. So, now that, that, that <laughs> God knew that the power was going to change hands, so he needed to change the position of the seven days. God knew ahead of time. Two years ahead of time. Now, the, 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 the CEO, the owner of the company's gallery was not in power. So the other company had started going down. Now the dealer came and get a deal from this other company. Come and see. Now the manager supposed to lead him off. At times, his office were meeting. And his company should help them to survive. Look at that. 
all things work together for us. But look at the first step was that he agreed with the word of God. He lived in the life of agreement with the word of God. You see, if you are going to let this body and feelings and circumstances around you define you, you are living in agreement with those circumstances and not with God. Many times, the opinion of God differs from what we are going through. Unfortunately, we agree with God less and agree with our senses and our situations more. And that is where the problem is. That is where the problem is. The agreement with God in our heart is talking about a place of conviction. Where you are convicted and let God be true and every man alive. It is what we often call believing God. That's when we say, I'm believing, I'm believing. It means that we are talking about coming to a place of agreement in our spirit with what God is saying. That God is our supply. That God is our source. You are believing in a heart engagement. Agreeing with what God is saying in your heart. So we need to come to the place of agreement. Romans chapter number 10, verse number 9. Romans chapter 10, verse number 9. The Bible says that we shall confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, and we shall believe what? In our hearts. We shall believe in our hearts. Believing in your heart is agreement with God. In fact, the word confess, the word confess is from the Greek word homologia or homologio. Now that word means to say the same thing as. To say the same thing as, so uh, if I say A and you also repeat A, you are saying the same thing as, you are confessing, you are making a declaration which is in tandem with what I have said, which is in agreement with what I have said. So for us to be able to confess the word of God, we must believe in our heart and that is the agreement. The agreement, the conviction of the reality that what God has said is true. No matter what I'm going through, it is what God has said that is true. No matter what others are saying about me, it is what God has said that is true. No matter what the devil is telling me, it is what God has said that is true. When I became alive today, the devil could not attack me in condemnation anymore. Ah, now, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Ah, he said, what, is, what does he mean? There's now therefore no condemnation. No condemnation whatsoever. He didn't say that for those who are living a very good and holy life. He said, those who are in Christ Jesus. For those who are in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. Meaning, the devil cannot condemn me. Me, I cannot condemn myself. Even God cannot condemn me. There's no, oh my God. When the thing hits my spirit, all of a sudden, the sensation and the senses of sin all began to leave me. Now I can walk freely into the house of God, lift up holy hands, and I know God accepts me because there's no condemnation. There's no rejection. There's no rejection. There's no rejection. There's nothing I can do that will make God reject me. There's no condemnation. There's now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Somebody said, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. When you check the original manuscript, that part was not even there. I see the translators, that statement is too strong. It has juggled and buggled the minds of Bible scholars and Bible interpreters because this is too strong. What do you mean that there's no condemnation? Say that for those who are living right, there's no condemnation. So they need to turn it down. 
Of course, in the verse number three, that concept is reintroduced. But then in the original, that verse number one, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Ooh. So you know that all that you need to do is to be in Christ. Hmm. If you find your way into Christ, if you stumble and entice him, that is the settlement of the matter. I said that is the settlement of the matter. I said that is the settlement of the matter. If you make a mistake and entice to Christ, there is therefore now no condemnation. When I saw it, after that time, I was struggling with a lot of things, a lot of lies. A lot of our secret sins, a lot of lust, a lot of masturbation, a lot of pornography. I was going through all of those things. Ah, my goodness, I've come home from senior high school, I'll be, for, I'll be on fire in school. I've come home, my goodness, I'll go the very day that I appear. They are waiting for me with a bucket of spiritual cold water. They pour it on me, zoom, all the things that I said I'll never do again, my God. So when I read Romans chapter 7, I said, God, this is me. I cried that day. He said, that, ah, the things that I wish to do, I'm not able to do. The things that I do to do, that I do, oh, wretched man that I am. So I said, Lord, wretched man. I'm so wretched. I said, I don't want to do this. And I keep doing it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, crying, 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 crying. I said, I got to. Oh, hold on, hold on. I said, I got to Romans chapter 8. Because I was wretched because I was dwelling in Romans chapter 7. But there was a Romans chapter 8 about the summer. I said, there's a Romans chapter 8 about the summer. Well, I read the best number one. I said, ooh. My fears of a rejected man that I am were not proper fears. Because he had no provision in chapter 8 verse 1. There is now therefore no condemnation. He knew that many people were living in condemnation. And so he described the state that they were in. Listen, if you are a good Bible scholar, you know that the, 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 the letters were not broken up into verses and chapters. In Bible scholars who put it into verses and chapters for easy referencing. But then that means that chapter 8 verse 1 was actually a continuation of chapter 7. So after describing all this wretchedness of the man, he comes with he, he tells us that this is what men are going through now. But this is the new life. There is therefore now no condemnation. There is now no condemnation. There's now because the chapter seven spoke about condemned man. Oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this thing? Now when you understand how um people were punished. In the Old Testament and in ancient Greece and uh, the, the, the Egyptian uh, kingdoms, you understand what he was talking about. When he said, Oh, the wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Those days, when a man is condemned and they pass a death sentence onto the man, one of the things that they do is that they will tie a dead body to the man. And then they bury the, the living man and the dead man together. So that as the dead body decays, if decay begins to affect the living one, for the living one also begins to decay and eventually die. That was a very, a, a very damnable way for to die. It was a, a 
state of condemnation. So he said, who shall deliver me from this body of death? That is that I am. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? So there was a dead body, a body of death, that had been tied to him. So you see, he missed a clear distinction between himself and the body of death. But then the body of death had been tied to him. So he was a condemned man. Because of the power of sin and death that was working in him. He said, I found therefore a law in my members. I found therefore a principle working in my members. So with my mind, I said the law of Christ, but in my body was the law of sin and death. So he said, how shall I be made free? How shall I be made free? So he goes to the chapter 8, the verse number 1, and says, ah, that was the state of man that I used to be, but now in Christ. In Christ, I don't suffer this condemnation anymore. There is now, therefore, no condemnation. Meaning, in Christ, the body of death has been taken away. The body of death has been taken away. Listen, we don't need to suffer and die with addictions and sins. We don't need to die with the sense of condemnation and guilt. Jesus has satisfied every requirement. If I look at the verse number 2, you see, in the chapter 7, it talks about the law of sin and death. But now look at it in the chapter number 2. But for the law of the spirit of life, at first the only law that was written was the law of sin and death. But now there is a law which is greater than the law of sin and death. It is the law of the spirit of life. The law of the prince. The law of the spirit of life has not made me what? In chapter 7, verse 24, what was this praying for? Who shall deliver me? When you are delivered, you are made free. So he said, Who shall make me free from this dead body? I say that there is a new law in Christ. He said, The law of the spirit of life, who? In Christ. So, brothers and sisters, our biggest testimony is not that God put food on our table. Our biggest testimony is not that God healed us our sickness. Our biggest testimony is not that God did something to discover us. Our biggest testimony is that God put us in Christ. That's the biggest testimony. That we found our way into Christ Jesus. We enter into Christ. Oh dear. If we wake up one day and we fully understand that scripture, we weep and cry every day. Not tears of pain, but tears of joy. Tears of joy. Oh, in Christ, if any man be in him, such a man is a new creature. Oh, the old is gone. All things, how many? All of them, they have become new. In Christ, our life. The law of the spirit of life is in Christ Jesus. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I don't know who this one has been for. I'm talking about agreeing with the word of God. We agree in agreement with the word of God. Anybody who is struggling with sin condemnation, this is the word I need to agree with. There's no condemnation for me in Christ. There's no condemnation. So agree with the word of God. Agree with the word of God. Hebrews chapter number 13. Hebrews chapter number 13. Read the verse number 5. The Bible says, for let your conversation be without conversations and be content with such things as you have. Now, the, the last part is what is most important to me in this context. So, for he himself has said, agree with the word of God. When you say, what do you speak? What comes out of your mouth? 
So it means that agree with what he's saying. He himself has said this word. What did he say? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Look at verse number six. That I may boldly, that we may boldly say that unto that the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what one can do. It says agree with him. So in Christ Jesus, if you don't agree with God's word, oh dear. If that's the problem of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve's problem was not the sin of eating the fruit. Can I tell you? No, no, no. It is because they agree with the devil. They agree with Satan. Anything you agree with becomes your master. Anything you agree with becomes your leader. Anything you agree with becomes your controller. That is why he's telling us that, ah, if you are in Christ, sin shall not have dominion over us. This thing is not just a word, it's a whole doctrine. It's a whole principle, it's a whole teaching. Ah, how can you see fire coming to consume you and you say that I will not die? You enter into water, you say yourself drowning, and you say that I will not die. He said I will not die, and so I will leave. Oh, I see a lot of death in the atmosphere. This December, into January, into February, March, people are going to die. They're going to bloodshed. And people say, people are saying, and then they start praying fearful prayers. <laughs> but the one who functions by faith, it cannot hurt me. Do you know why? I agree with the scripture in the book of Psalms. I will live and not die. No matter the vision anybody gives. That is what I agree with. I will live and not die. Why are those who are going to live over here? When you agree with the word of God, there's no fear in love. There's no fear. Because you are in constant agreement what he has said. So all the time, if you want to function by faith, what should you be looking for? What has he said? What has God said? What has God said? Is there anything that you are, you are looking for in your life? You see that there's something you need an intervention in. Don't, most of the prayer that we are praying, God, give me, give me, give me, no. What you should be looking for is what he has said. Go and look in the scriptures. Search the scriptures. What has he said concerning this matter? What has he said concerning this matter? I remember many years ago, when I started coming into agreement with this word, there was a situation that it was supposed to bring shame to me. It was supposed to bring shame and disgrace to me. It was supposed to bring shame and disgrace to me. But then I saw in the scriptures, he said, I will honor me. He didn't say he shame me. Like, within 24 hours, my name was supposed to be totally disgraced. And I took that, word, that scripture, that word. I said, Lord, honor this word. Somewhere, somehow, the matter was blown away. It was blown away. It was blown away. God delivered me out of it. Why? Because I agreed with the word and not with the situation that I was going through. What have you believed? What have you believed? What have you believed? Agree, number one. Number two, once you have agreed, confess it. I told you there's a difference between believing and faith. Many people say that I'm believing God, I'm believing God. What they are confessing is that I don't have faith yet. I don't have faith yet. I'm believing God for. Faith says it is done. Now, faith. If your faith will be, and it says now, faith is now. The substance of things hoped for is not that we will be the substance of things hoped for. 
So you say, I am believing God. I am trusting God. You, just, you are just confessing that I don't have faith yet. I don't have faith yet. And it's not about faith, it's a journey. Because you say that of faith, hope for. That the most of the time when we are calling hope is believing. We are believing him. We are, we are now studying, searching our spirit to the point where we accept and agree with him. Oh dear. When you get to the place of agreement, that's the inception of faith. But then, it will still be in the realm of belief because you have accepted the truth of God's word until it be, there is a corresponding action. And the first of action of faith is the declaration of the mouth. Faith is seen in expressions. Faith that is not expressed is not faith at all. It's not faith at all. So people are believing and they are dying. Right? Because it is faith that delivers. It is faith that brings the testimony. I don't know what else I want to understand me. Faith that brings the testimony. Faith brings the manifestation. Believing brings the justification. God actually unless our believing. But the only thing that God can give us when we are believing is justification. With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, he will justify you. He brings a sense of sanctification. Actually makes you spiritual. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on your own understanding, all your ways acknowledge you. It brings spirituality into your life. But until there is a corresponding action, it is still a faith. And that is why many people are not having the manifestations of God. Believing is a heart conviction. Conviction. Faith has works to prove it. James made it very clear. Faith without what? What is what? Meaning it has no life. It has no power. It cannot produce any results. Ah, 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 something coming home to somebody right now. So you can be living a very spiritual life, but you be the realm of believing. And so you begin to find the corresponding actions which will show that you believe what God has said. Yes, Sunday, this my daughter came to share a testimony with me. And uh, during the Father's honor, that week, the program, the Spirit of the Lord ministers were to be showing a certain seed in my life as a Father's honor seed. So she had had it in her heart. And somewhere, somewhere, I had believed that that's what God wanted to, her to do. That she, she was supposed to leave that hundred Ghana seeds. And that hundred Ghana seeds, she kept it for two weeks. <laughs> she kept it for two weeks. No. It made us spiritual to believe that something miraculous can happen when I sow a seed. But until you sow the seed, it is still a seed. I don't know whether you are getting me. So, faith is a combination of two things. Believing in your heart and a corresponding action. A corresponding action. When she eventually took that step of faith, she came to send, she sent me a picture of her testimonies. Laptop, watch, money. She has been receiving money. She even that. Even that day, she has been receiving somebody has given money. Hey, this girl. My God. What was that? The word that she put to work. The word that she put to work. God started bringing that supply. What is that? Faith which is backed by corresponding actions. It brings supply into your life. I will see that. Is that what you understand what I'm saying? So faith must be backed with works. And the first work of faith is your tongue. Your tongue. And when you wake up in the morning, what do you say? Right. When you wake up in the morning, what are your confessions? Sit up, sit up, what are your confessions? Uh, according to me. <laughs> my God, my God. Uh, no, no, no. You see, 
Hmm. We need to learn what a pastor Chris calls speaking sessions or talking sessions. Talking sessions. Sometimes when you wake up in the morning, don't pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I remember my family. No, 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 no. Sometimes just, just, just say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for the gift of life. Thank you for faith in my heart. By my faith, I'm taking territories. I'm a miracle doing something happen. I'm a success story about to be told. Ah, the wisdom of God is at work in me. Foolishness cannot prevail in my life. Oh, the Spirit of God is at work in me. There's no disease that can prevail over this body. In speaking sessions, oh, my future is blessed. My 2024 is blessed. My days are blessed. My moments are blessed. The lights are falling onto me. I'm in all the pleasant places. I have a good thing to go out. You are not asking for anything. You are talking and creating things by your words. Creating experiences through your confessions. Speaking sessions. I'm big. The, the greater one is in me. Ah, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. There's no situation in this world that can overcome me. I'm too big. I'm too great. I'm too strong. Me? Fear? Never. I cannot fear. I cannot fear. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. Poverty is ended in my life. And speaking sessions. And you need to, you see, everything you see in this world is created by words. He said, let there be light. And there was light. And he said that he kept all things by the word of his power. So they are preserved and kept by words. That means that you can also direct and order them by words. What are you saying? What are you speaking? What are you confessing? He has said that we may boldly say, if you don't say it, it will not happen. Oh. Oh. Why don't you tell me what kind of baby that we have to change that song? Why can't you tell me what kind of baby that we have to why can you? I don't know. Are you telling me? He said, look at the evil, our salvation. Romans chapter 10. He said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter number 3, verse 1. He said, the apostle and the high priest of our confession. So Jesus, oh dear, is a priest that receives the words that we release. Confessions. Confessions. So in the Old Testament, they had a thousand and one prophecies. In the New Testament, we have a thousand and one confessions. Confessions. What do you speak? What they quantify as prophecy in the Old Testament? For a trained spiritually astute Christian in the New Testament, it manifests as confessions. We speak words. So we speak wisdom among the mature. Even though we know wisdom, so we speak wisdom. We speak wisdom. It's a wisdom that is not wisdom of this world. I know what I'm saying. Some of you are not yet understanding what I'm saying, but don't worry, we understand very soon. Glory to Jesus Christ. We speak wisdom. Oh, Lagada. We laleo. We laleo wisdom. We speak wisdom. What are you saying? What are your confessions? Look, you have been confessing your, your poverty, you have been confessing the problems in the family, you have been confessing Satan's attack, you have been confessing sicknesses for too long. Now, change your tone. He said that the tongue is a little instrument, but he said by the tongue you can control your whole life. What are you saying? Confessions. It is what forms the lifestyle of it. 
Ah, somebody say, oh, now what did you do? Sorry, 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 don't be sorry for me. How can you be sorry for me? I'm blessed. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. All things are working together for my good. Say, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, don't be sorry. Oh, say, no, 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 no. I'm blessed. This, my promotion has just come. My promotion has just come. Hey, you, you, you think differently. Bishop Oedeko, do the testimony once. I don't know whether it's a testimony or not. But he was a uh, uh, certain foreigner. I don't know whether a white man or somebody from outside came to his ministry and he was ministering powerfully. After that time, the church had lacked a lot of things. They now have much things, even instruments, uh, microphones. And a man after service came and said, Oh, man of God, I love your ministration. And I, I want to be a blessing with What is the need of your ministry? My God. His wife had to tackle him down. He got so angry. He said, My ministry has no need. Uh, you know, you have been saying something. Can I ask them, uh, like, share your problems so that. They <laughs> And a man of faith, a woman of faith. Why is there sickness? There's no sickness here. I said, there's no disease here. Is there disease in your body? In your breast? In your skin? Is there cancer in here? Is there corona here? I'm a miracle going somewhere to happen. So you speak this way. If it doesn't cover the other, I saw that many pastors do not have feet. Remember me, remember me. <laughs> you are the one who said, who told the same brothers, he that is in his greater than he that is in the world. And COVID is in the world. And they, so the one, hey, the Holy Ghost in you went on vacation. My God, my God, my God. No, let's now open my church. I don't want to have any problems with an outbreak. We have to use wisdom. Hey, what is more wise than the word of God? Oh my God. We speak wisdom. The wisdom of God. Not of this world. So the wisdom of this world comes to nothing. It has no foundation. But speak the wisdom of God. You need to speak the word of God. Speak the truth of God. Confessions of it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, they said, that come and bow down to this idol. They said that we will not do it. They arrested them. And that the king loved them. So we wanted to give them a, a second chance. These people don't mind them. I don't even believe them. It's okay. We are not careful to answer this matter. This thing, we, it's true, we said it. The king started boiling. So, so we are not He said, our God will deliver us. Even if he doesn't deliver us. Look at the way they were speaking. Audacity. Audaciously. Look at David. Before he met Goliath, he said, ah, this king, this, this, this guy is mine. I finish him. Oh, he said, ah, ah, King Saul said, ah, he has been, uh, he has been a warrior, but you see, see, he could not recognize any other thing, except that, ah, the captain of the host of Israel is with him. He saw the unfinished crying like a dog, and he's the one who has God on his side. How can a dog compare to him? He said, ah, the head of this one is mine. The Bible said, when he went on the field, Without any armor. Goliath was angry. He said, Who is this dog that has sent me? Who is this dog that? Hey, God, master, keep quiet. Today your head is mine. Foolish boy. Your head is mine, and I'll feed your body to the dogs and to the birds. The guy had no, he didn't even have a sword in his hand. He didn't have a sword in his hand, but he had a sword in his mouth. 
Oh. He cast him down to sight with a sword that was in his mouth. Many of us don't know that we have weapons in our mouth. Do you know that the Greek word for stone is actually a transmitted one of the meanings is the edge of a weapon. The edge of a weapon. You have a sword in your mouth. You have a weapon in your mouth. Speak words. Look, if you want to have a glorious 2024, every single day, starting from now, be speaking words. Be speaking words. Oh, Baba Shantaya, goodness and mercy. Look at this, that's what David was going to. He understood the New Testament way of living, living the Old Testament. The man woke up, his prayer was not that God said, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That man was a speaker. He kept talking and talking and talking. And he was, he experienced what he said. What have you spoken? What have you said? Your reality, your truth is in your speech. It's in your speech. It's in your speech. Look, if you want to marry next day, you can marry you. If you want to do great things next day, you can do. Okay. It starts with what you believe and what you are saying. Hallelujah. The last one I cannot even go into. The actions of faith. Taking corresponding steps. Taking corresponding steps. So you believe that God has made you rich. So seeds. Give. Be a blessing to the poor. Dress well. Carry yourself well. That is why when you pray for the sick, you say that do what you couldn't do before. Sometimes it's not because the person has seen a change immediately. But as the person is taking that step of faith, something begins to happen. Actions. Actions are your actions in tandem or in agreement with what you have believed. Just vet yourself. Faith is in number one, agreements. Number two, confession. And number three, actions. Hallelujah. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, Visit our website www.ebenezaopolipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.